Hello and welcome to the Fan Team Focus podcast. Um, we're covering the last 16 with a focus on Fan Team as always. And tonight I am joined by two co-founders of Fan Team Focus, Callum and Ben. How are you doing, Ben? Very well, thanks. Yeah, um, been enjoying the Euros immensely and uh, my Teams have been doing a bit better after a terrible, terrible start. I still don't think I'm going to be anywhere near winning the thing. But um, yeah, the last well, the last couple of hours before this has been trying to get my um, wildcard teams together. And I've got a headache from that because it's not easy. <laughs> no, I've tried to, uh, I think I've got, what, 50 teams or something like that. And um, I've got quite a few in the cash, but none in decent cash positions. And it's just a bit of a headache trying to decide, do I go for broke or do I try and cash or whatever? But, um, right. And I am also joined by Callum. How are you doing, Callum? Very well, mate. Very well. Similar to Ben. I have obviously a lot less teams than you guys, but I've just been typical mediocre me on fan teams. Really. So I think I've got two in low cash. I've got three that are just out of the cash. I've got none that, you know, I've lost complete hope in, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat that, you know, I'm at the stage now where, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little, a little bit later in terms of strategy and stuff, but I'm at the stage where I am needing to go aggressive and trying to find the right balance between the, the team that I think is the best team to pick and the team that is going to actually gain me a little bit of places is a difficult task and one that I've not come across before. So yeah, that's kind of one that's tinkering on my mind at the minute. I, I need to work out how aggressive to be by not screwing myself over. But at the same time, you know, I'm not here to just finish fifth 500 from, you know, make 40 quid. I'm here to hopefully get a little bit higher than that, but it's not looking likely, but yeah, again, love the euros and, um, yeah, it's been a nice kind of first big venture into a big fan team tournament. I've learned a lot. And again, I'm sure we'll go into that later, but there's lots of things that now going towards the Premier League one, I would not do. And, you know, I feel like that's a good learning experience. So that's kind of what I'm taking away from it rather than probably the cash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly the same. This is my first tournament like this. I've never been particularly good at FPL and all that sort of, I won't say crap because I'll probably offend all the FPL crowd. So sorry. But um, and all that stuff. But, you know, I'm learning so much myself trying to go into this and for next season. Mm. Um, is there any mistakes that you've made, Ben, to start off with, which, you know, perhaps you would, um, you know, not do next time? It's a good question. Um, perhaps, uh, I think, going too heavy on certain players. Um, but that's kind of only with hindsight. So... A big classic one for me was not having Dumfries um, and having the other, I think he was called Windle. Um, yeah, I'd like to. After expecting to, and that and that's killed me, basically. Uh, and then I went very heavy on Denmark, and obviously that, that didn't go well, but, you know, you know, can't really do anything about these things. But, yeah, like, I, I kind of have a bit of a boom and bust approach. Um, so it's very easy when it goes wrong to say I'd have done it differently. But if it all went right well right now, I'd be like, you know, smashing it. So um, it, it's a hard one. I, I probably would enter less teams. I, I hate saying it, but just because this is my first real go at one of these as well, I didn't, I underestimated um, the work that was required. Um, so I think I, I'd, yeah, enter less teams next time. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I've, got a ridiculous 
amount way way too many really to sort of manage properly um and now i'm just really sort of focusing on sort of the top 20 and even that's a bit of a headache um but what about you uh callum you said there's a few things that you'd learned which you'd probably not take through to the yeah, the um, football the premier league season long yeah so my main number one is I've listened to too much noise from elsewhere. Um, and that's it. It's a difficult line to cross because as much as there's some fantastic content out there, there is players that I've picked probably more on the fact that every time I saw a draft team, potentially I'd see the player pop up again and again and again. Whereas if it was just me and I'd not looked at that, there's certain players that I wouldn't have picked at all. So for example, again, the, the Wijnald, whatever his name is, uh, the, the Dutch defender, I wouldn't have picked him, but I saw him in every single draft. I was like, I must be missing some account here. You know, I'll stick him on the bench or I'll start him in this game or I'll start him in that game. Um, and again, kind of similar to, you know, all I kept seeing was Malinovsky at Ukraine. Whereas actually, if I delved a little bit deeper, you know, Yamalenko probably is the better option. You know, as captain, potentially, um, obviously, he's scored a lot more points. Again, I, w- I didn't even look at kind of Yaramchuk up front for Ukraine, who again has had a great tournament because all I kept seeing was oh, Malinovsky's five million or whatever he was. So my big thing is, obviously, yes, reading content is good and listening to content is good and, and watching videos and whatever else is good. But at the same time, I need to not just go, oh my God, he's in every single draft. I probably need him as well. Probably that little bit of FOMO, to be fair, thinking, oh my God, this player's going to do amazingly. Whereas, you know, like Ben said, if I'd done a little bit of research, maybe I would have picked Yarmolenko or, or Yaramchuk or um, or Dumfries, whoever it might have been, those that have really hit. That could have, you know, that could have been the way. And don't get me wrong, obviously there's a lot of good noise on Twitter as well, that things that you can learn from. But that's kind of been my main, my main thing. Um, the second one is... Captaincy is everything in fan team. And it's something that I don't particularly enjoy massively. I'm not a massive captain fan, but I've learned over time that that is very much can be the make or break. And I've tried to be a little bit too differential in my captains. I think I've tried to be like, oh, God, you know, for example, this weekend I did uh, Goosons, obviously Germany, to, U- to Hungary. So, you know, clean sheet guaranteed. He looked great against Portugal. You know, he's pretty much their, their main kind of attacking threat. And I was like, yeah, I'll go a little bit differential. Probably, you know, people will have him in their team, but not many will captain him. I think about 2% captained him. And it's that kind of, again, thinking, actually, you know, just stick stick the armband on Ronaldo, stick it on Lukaku, stick it on Benzema, because although you may not gain loads, kind of in the group stages is probably more about keeping yourself in contention rather than really pushing yourself up there. So I think I've tried to probably do it the wrong way around because now... I'm having to try and catch up. Whereas maybe, you know, the first half of the Premier League season, for example, next year is to try and stay a little bit safe, to stay in the money, kind of stay in, you know, the good positions there and thereabouts and then start to attack towards the end of the year. Whereas this year, I feel like I've probably gone a little bit too heavy in the, in the groups, pick differential captains, pick differential players. Whereas now I've kind of regret it slightly because, all right, yeah, again, you know, they may have paid off and it may have been brilliant and I'd be saying, aren't I fantastic? But they've not particularly paid off and it's getting that, you know, that out of my mind, you know, being a little bit more, I think, safe to start with and then it more aggressive later on once you kind of there or thereabouts. So they're kind of the two things I think that I'm probably going to take from this going forward. Yeah, I completely agree. Um it was probably 2% of the Goosen's captaincy. A lot of them would have been mine. <laughs> Honestly, I had 10 teams with him captained. And I was thinking exactly the same as you. I thought, you know, loads of people are going to go with the Germany guys. But if he gets a clean sheet and he gets a goal, you know, you're probably looking at like 25, 30 points, you know, from that. So that backfired. 
But uh, in fact, I think most of my captains were Germany players. You know, just thinking a little bit outside the box, like maybe Kimmich will go this time. He'll score the goal and stuff like that. But, you know, we live and we learn. But yeah, I completely agree. You know, and I think I probably have the same, had the same problem on footstock as well, is sometimes, you know, thinking too far outside the box and, you know, because of that, you know, losing a lot of the time. But uh, we live and we learn. Right, let's move on to the games. And being the last 16, obviously we've got eight of them. Uh, two a day, starting on Saturday, ending next Tuesday. There's a monster that's running on fan team. Um, the sixth of the leaderboard competition for those that are taking part in the fan team focus leaderboard. The next one is going to be covering the whole of the last 16. So get your teams in now. And if you're not involved in the leaderboard... Get involved anyway. It's literally two quid. If you're going to enter the monster, just you know, tag in another two quid and enter that as well. But um, it's good fun, especially if you're in the Discord. Let's get a bit of banter going this weekend. Um, the games are Belgium, Portugal, Italy, Austria, France, Switzerland, Croatia, Spain, Sweden, Ukraine, England, Germany, Netherlands, Czech Republic and Wales versus Denmark. It's a really lopsided draw with England, Germany, the guess massive favourites in the bottom half of the draw. Um, what were your early thoughts on this once it's all sort of mapped out, Ben? On what? Sorry, on on, on, the, on the last sixteen draw on the matches themselves. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I mean the big teams are, are very much on one side of the draw. Um, so it's quite interesting on that, yeah. Like obviously looking at it from an England perspective, so you know, if we get over the hurdle of Germany, which I don't think we probably will, but we do, <laughs> then it's like it opens up massively. Um <clears throat> yeah, and the, you know, so after all that, whether we should come first or second place, I think you know, first was probably definitely the right, right call. Um but yeah, no, lots of nice ties. I think Belgium, Portugal look really nice, looks like a really close one. I don't think I could call that. Um but yeah, I've kind of mapped out in my head where it's going. Um, so who's won it? France, I think. <laughs> the thing is, I see a France-Italy semi, and I think that's going to be a, that could be a great, great match. Um, and then I see a Netherlands-Germany semi-final, <laughs> and I can I can see Netherlands getting that. Well, I never thought our Netherlands would get to the final, and and they're looking good, and and the draws just really, really opened up for them. They haven't played anyone good. In fact, you no. they had the easiest group. They won't until, well, you know, that's harsh on who they're playing, but they won't really until the semis, so. Yeah. What about you, uh, Callum? Yeah, it looks a good draw, doesn't it? It looks some good games. There's some that are, are slightly heavier favourites and others, you know, the, looking at the, looking at the say, you need kind of Italy, you'd expect to kind of go through. Netherlands, you'd expect to go through. France, you'd expect to go through. And then there's kind of the good mix between the games that are a little bit, a little bit kind of could go either way. You know, I, I've got my pessimistic head on. I'm sure Germany will probably turn us over. I think Belgium will probably have, oh, I don't know. I don't really rate Belgium. So potentially, or potentially Portugal going through there. Um, and then, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's a nice mix. And I think we're kind of, when we get to the quarterfinal stage, that's when, you know, there's not really any, any dud sort of teams left in there. So yeah, I really like the look of it, but I certainly don't particularly fancy England's hopes, if I'm honest. I hate to be to the party pooper. That's an interesting one. Do you, both you guys have been fairly negative on England and 
to be honest, I'm probably a little bit more positive, but not a huge amount. How owned do you think they'll be? Well, really low, I think. Mm. And they should be anyway, just based on their prices. Um, so despite... I don't, Basically, you've only got two kind of standout options in Sterling and Kane, and maybe the defence, but Sterling and Kane because of just rotation. And they're 12 million and 13.5 million. So, or, you know, they're thereabouts. So it's like there's better options. I mean, it could be a differential um, because I do think they're going to be really low owned. I think I might go balls to the wall on England and literally nail my nail my balls to the St. George's Cross but uh, and see how we get on. But uh, I'm hoping you're right because I think it might go, go that way in a few of them. But let's, let's go by game by game anyway before we... Uh, Start crucifying crucify my strategy. <laughs> at least, at least you know you can support them all that more. If, if <laughs> yeah. I should do a couple of teams with England players. I think you're right, though. I think because they are so expensive and they've got such a tough match next that, um, but if they could get through that match, then they've got a clear path to the final. They may not win it; they probably won't win it. But I don't know. Anyway, right. Let's start at the top. We've got Belgium, Portugal. Um, are you picking many? I've done quite a few of my changes so far, a few of my wild cards, and if I'm honest, I haven't picked too many from this game at all. But both teams are capable of going to the final. I don't think they will, but they are capable of doing it. So, Callum, where do you sit on this game? So, in terms of the monster, I I really fancy goals. Obviously, in terms of the 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 euro long like you said i don't really want to pick players that i'm a little bit risky that they'll go out straight away so it's not one i'm going to attack there but in the monster um in my draft i've currently got de bruyne lukaku captain and ronaldo because belgium i don't fancy at the back and you know as much as i used to love the tongan at spurs he he's passed it um toby olivier again he is i just can see ronaldo giving him a little bit of a tricky game and i think is it denier in the middle or Boyata one or the other um but again they're both as bad as each other so I don't really fancy Belgium defensively and obviously you know Ronaldo is I think what's he on four or five goals and you know broken the Euro all-time record and he's he just seems to be getting better with age which is just ridiculous so I really really fancy goals at both ends because again obviously we saw Germany ripped Portugal absolutely apart um obviously again Ronaldo you know still looked kind of lively so yeah in the in the season long um in the tournament long sorry I'm not going to touch it just because I'm not particularly sure which way it goes I, I kind of fancy Portugal to edge it I think Belgium is just one of those teams that look great on paper but not not in action so yeah the monster i'm going very attacking players because i can see a 2-2 that kind of thing i don't really think either team can defend and but yeah the, the euro long is certainly not one i'm going to touch but you know regardless this is the sort of game that we want to see in the euros you know top players going forward um exactly yeah. it should be it should be a really good game but yeah certainly not touching it in the euro long but in the monster i'm yeah i'm going for the attacking players and ronaldo's one goal away from breaking the all-time international goal scoring record so he will be desperate to get it, you know, if they look like they're going to get knocked out, you can guarantee all the team will be diving, trying to get a penalty for him. But um, what about you, Ben? Yeah, in the in the um, Euro competition, it's, I've done a few builds and Ronaldo sneaks in there sometimes. You know, Lukaku, De Bruyne are in a couple. 
But yeah, it's it's one, you know, they've got two hard fixtures in a row, potentially. Italy, I think it would be afterwards. So it, it's, I, I expect this is going to be very similar to a lot of people. They've probably gone for the, the triple Italy or at least double Italy. Um, so I'm just in my head now thinking like, you know, to go a bit different, if you need to make up, um, make up some places, maybe stray away from that. But I've got to say all the ones I've done so far, and they are all my better teams, I have gone the safety approach and largely avoided this game. Um, I don't know which way it's going to go. I think Portugal have uh, not looked great, really. I think Ronaldo uh, saved them in, in some respect. Um, and it's kind of Belgium, I find them very quite boring, actually. I think they've looked a lot better since De Bruyne has played. But um, yeah, they're not, they're not, they don't really convince me. But then sometimes you don't have to, they can just find a way to win. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too sure. It should be a good game, but it's not one where I see either team making it to the final. And again, I think I completely, I completely agree with you. And I think that this game in the season long or tournament long competition, I think this game will be reasonably low owned, perhaps apart from Ronaldo. So if you are low down and you're looking for differential with the, sort of a team that has a bit of win equity in the tournament then either of these sides probably are quite good picks i think the belgian guys are obviously a bit cheaper uh sorry the portugal guys are a bit cheaper because they're the easier the harder group but uh yeah it's i mean you have to make stands i think with this and for me i've broken it down into the draw and then picked sort of three 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 or whatever from you know, one half of the draw, so potentially those teams could get to the semi-final, um, and then obviously you can make changes as you go along. Um, but it's quite difficult trying to sort of, you know, fill those last two spots because you've got players that are going to be playing potentially against each other. But uh, let's move on to the next game, and the next game is a lot more of a one-sided game potentially, and that is Italy, and they are at home i think no 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 they're away aren't they i think they're playing in uh, london yeah they're not yeah it's not in rome yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah they're uh, and they're playing austria uh start with you ben this time how do you feel about this game yeah i mean italy have just looked so impressive it's so hard to think anything other than an easy win um australia is solid basically seem like the kind of team that could really break them down um to love their midfield and you know they have so many players that can just you play play in that midfield and and they don't really lose anything from it and um, yeah all my teams are stacked with Italy players um, I think Spinazzola is going to be everywhere and then it's the case of choosing from people like Insigne, um, uh, Immobile and um, Berardi as well I think probably be quite popular. Um, but yeah, you could put almost anyone in and I, that's the thing they're going to be super super high owned. Um, but based on what we've seen so far, it's hard to think any other way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was about to pass it over to uh, Callum, but I can see he's got a mouthful of food. So <laughs> I'm all good. I'm recovered. I'm recovered. <laughs> Let him lick his fingers. And Callum, over to you. I agree with Ben. <laughs> There's not a lot more I can add. It's, it's that kind of game that Italy looks so impressive. Austria have not particularly, you know, done much 
I, I certainly can't see them conceding. You know, they may scrape a 1-0, 2-0, but, you know, I can just see a 2-0, 3-0 quite easily. Again, easily looking comfortable. And, you know, they really are not my pick to win it, but I certainly think they'll be at least in the semi-finals. And, you know, Wales aren't a bad side. Turkey aren't a bad side, even though they were terrible in the Euros. Um, and who are the other team in their group? Someone half-decent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, we're, we're a half-decent team and they've just made them all look very, very ordinary. So, yeah, uh, really, really fancy kind of, you know, the Donnarumma, the Spinozola, the Insigne, the Immobile, probably those four, three of them will make their way into pretty much every single one of my wild cards. So, yeah, I kind of just echo what Ben says. I don't don't have any other views. And I think it's very difficult to see it any other way apart from Italy, you know, doing the business quite easily. If you were going to pick one player outside those sort of you know, main four, because they are going to be heavily owned. So a differential, if you like, within a team that, you know, are going to be heavily owned. Obviously, Locatelli um, is looking very, very good. I'm not quite sure if he's fit. I know he got a bit of a knock going into game week three. So I'd need to check, obviously, that a little bit closer to the time. But uh, he obviously scored the two goals in, in one of their games. So again, he, he looks dangerous in midfield. Jorginho we assume is on penalties. Um, so again, could be a little bit of a, of another kind of option in there. And, you know, actually Keeling and Bonucci have looked very, very dangerous from set pieces as well. And obviously with the, the clean sheet, pretty much, I would say is pretty much a banker. Um, I'd be happy to pretty much have any of those two guys in there, but certainly Spinozola has been one of the most impressive players for me so far in the tournament. Every time I've watched him, he um, obviously Insigne tucks in quite nicely and he kind of takes the overlap and he really provides the whip for the team. And, and he's been brilliant going forward, you know, beating players, good deliveries into the box. Again, obviously Immobile has shown kind of the quality that he's got as well. But yeah, just every game has been so comfortable for them that, you know, I'd be happy to throw in six, seven, eight of their players, to be honest. So, but yeah, they're certainly the ones that stand out. But yeah, Locatelli and, and Jorginho, if I was having to go another way, um, Jorginho for the penalty is obviously Locatelli and kind of that box-to-box role that, you know, we've seen has got a goal for it. So yeah, probably one of those two if I had to, but I'm, I'm certainly going to stick to my kind of, my core. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think most people are, but, um, you know, it's worthwhile probably going for the odd pick outside of those two, outside of those four and sort of mixing it up a little bit. Uh, let's move on to the next game, and that is the current world champions, France, and they are playing Switzerland. Um, another really uneven game in theory. Um, do you see it any other way, Ben? No, not really. Um, I think France find a way to win, even when they're not playing well, and they haven't really exploded yet, have they? But I feel like it's coming. Um Mbappe hasn't hasn't scored yet and I just feel like that's almost bound to happen I think it's quite an interesting one because obviously they have those three up front Griezmann and Mbappe and Benzema so it's like who do you choose I think a lot of people will be now jumping onto Benzema after he took the penalty um, which is an interesting one because I think Mbappe has the potential still to, to rack up a load of points so there's a decision to be made there I mean you can try and shoehorn both of them in um, Benzema's a lot cheaper than Mbappe as well. Yeah, a lot cheaper. And if he's on pens, I mean, the value is there. I completely understand that. And he's a goal scorer. I love him. He was in my teams early on. And I think that's why I had a stronger stronger end to um, these last three game weeks because he actually came through. Um, yeah, I can't really see anything from Switzerland, I'm afraid. Um, they're okay, but they're just nowhere near the level of France. If you had to pick one Swiss player to put into one lineup as a bit of a differential? 
Um, I really, really like the guy who scored um, in the last match. It's, it's uh, oh no, sorry, he's Austrian. I was about to say Christoph. <laughs> <laughs> That's my knowledge. Um, I think I would go for. Um, I like I liked Mbolo from the first game, but I just don't think they're going to have many chances. I mean, Shakiri is probably the best one. Yeah, he's going to be over a lot of their sets as well, isn't he? But mm. uh, what about you, Callum? Yeah, a low France win is probably something that I, I see happening. France are a strong side. Like Ben said, they've not really blown anyone away, but obviously at the same time, they've had some difficult fixtures. Obviously, they made very hard work of the Hungary game, didn't quite get over the line, but I'm going to put that down to just a, a hungry side that were, you know, were very hungry. Very <laughs> um, kind of to, to get something, obviously, in front of their home crowd. So, yeah, I, I don't expect France to run away with it because we haven't seen that as of yet. But obviously, you know, we, we know they've got the potential to quite easily kind of romp away with a four or five. Again, obviously, we'll, we'll come to Spain later, but they they kind of remind me a little bit of Spain where just came out of nowhere and obviously had a big win. And we know that France have probably definitely got that in the lock uh, in the locker. So, yeah, again, kind of the, obviously, the Mbappe, Benzema, Griezmann, take your pick. You're not going to be able to fit all three in. There's potential that in a couple of teams, I might be able to stick Mbappe and Benzema in. And then... Again, kind of the defence guys, you know, uh, be happy to pretty much stick any of them in. They're just a little bit expensive and don't have a lot of goal threat going forward from from the back particularly. So obviously, Theo Hernandez, um, you know, has got potential. But I think Dini has played certainly one of the games. So obviously, he's not 100% nailed. Um, Pavard, again, from the other side, again, has looked good. But he, he had that injury as well. So I think he went off one of the games. So again, I'm not 100% sure in, in being nailed. So yeah, I, I would only kind of look at Mbappe, Benzema, but not really for this game as such, just because I do fancy kind of France to obviously go quite a distance in the tournament. So I'm happy to, you know, take a punt on potentially Mbappe and Benzema, even though I don't expect them kind of both to hit this this game week. Um, you know, it gives me the option to to keep them in there, coming to the later stage of the competition. Exactly, yeah. And I think that trying to pick the teams that you think will make it to, you know, at least the semis is the way to go, definitely. Um because you can make three changes after this round and then three changes after the next round and then your teams are essentially locked until the final, apart from captaincy and uh, formation changes. But you can't bring any more players in. But um, yeah, I see this as a one-sided game. I would love to think that Switzerland can beat them, but I just don't see it happening. Um I don't say Austria beating Italy, you know, I just, I'm looking for sort of potential underdog wins and I just don't see it in either of those. Um, maybe more in the next game. The next game is Croatia versus Spain. Uh, both teams looked pretty shocking, really, until their final games and then both teams played well. Uh, Croatia obviously thrashing the Scots. And uh, Spain absolutely annihilating Slovakia, who looked absolutely dreadful. The players looked like they'd given up. Um, ben, how do you feel about this game? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to be um, an interesting match. I mean, I, I really, I do, I can't really see anything other than a Spain win, actually, because despite them being terrible in front of goal. Uh, they have massively controlled the matches and and created chances. It's just they've not been putting them away. Um, yeah, it's just like from a from the tournament um, perspective, I've been I've been trying to get some Spanish players in my teams. Um, 
And it's quite hard to know who to choose. I mean, there's Sarabia at 7.5 million, which is a lovely price. And he obviously played very well in the last game, but he could get switched with Torres, Olmo. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I don't know. And, and then there's and then there's bloody forwards and you've got Moreno and um, Morata. Moreno's a decent but, price as well. He's like, yeah, and I really like Moreno, but he's another one who's always at risk of getting rotated out of that side. Although I don't think he will now. They'd be much better with him in. And I think he's a great player. And then there's Morata, who is capable of scoring goals, but it's just that he's terrible. He's just so... You just can't trust him at all. Um, he stepped up to that penalty, and I was like, he's 100% missing this. And not one stage did it cross my mind that he was scoring. There's no faith in whatsoever. And I don't know what's happened in my life, but every match I've seen him in, he's been awful. And I know he's got to have had good matches. You know, he's played for Juventus, played for Chelsea... Played for Athletic Madrid. He's he's like played for all the top clubs, and I've never seen him have a good match. And it's just, I don't know, it's so bizarre. And yet, I'm still tempted to put him in my team because <laughs> I feel like he's going to score. It's that Werner thing again. It's just like it's got a bit. It's got to score sometimes. What about Croatia? I mean, they looked good against the Scots. They didn't look particularly good against England, but maybe England outplayed them that day. I mean, they definitely they obviously beat them, but. Uh... That they have quality players, and you know we've seen from Modric that he's Modric that he's capable of, uh, you know, weaving a bit of magic. Is there any way that they could beat the Spanish team? No, no. That- <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I see this as uh, if I had to put my my house on a nil nil on any of these last sixteen games. This would be the one. I could see it quite easily being nil-nil. Spain dominating, just not really going anywhere with it. Is that like Ben said? You know, they, they dominate every game, but they've, apart from that, um, the last game, they, you know, they've not been good in front of goal. Croatia a little bit. I, I didn't see in the Scotland game. I was watching the other game, but obviously I was watching the England game. But um, yeah, I've not really been impressed by them. And I just see Croatia going, you know what? We'll just sit back. We'll give you the ball. And you lot just probably won't do a lot with it. Maybe Croatia could knit one on the bench. Obviously, I love Perisic. And he's one of those players that, especially for Croatia. I mean, I think I was saying, I saw his record the other day. It was stupid. He scored a stupid amount of goals for them. Um, and I really like him potentially on the break, kind of cutting in. Um, but yeah, if I had to put my, my house on a, on a nil-nil, she, uh, this game would probably be the one. Uh, I just can't, I see it being a, a bit of a dull affair with Spain dominating, just doing nothing with it and Croatia being happy to sit there and take penalties. And then obviously whoever steps up on the day. Yeah, there's not a lot more I can add to that. I think Ben's mentioned most of the players and the difficulty lies, as in Ben, as Ben said, with you know, Sarah Beer at seven and a half million, you know, would be a lock in a lot of my lineups if I knew for absolute certain he was going to play. Um, I'd be surprised if he gets dropped, but it's you know completely, you know, possible that he gets dropped. But, yeah, my worry is he, he should play the next game, but if they don't play that well or he doesn't play that well, he's out again in the round of eight. And it's like, oh, well, you know, you're trying to get players that are going to play in every match now. So it's really frustrating because, yeah, he, he's in my team for the next round. He would be anyway, but just don't trust he'll be in there throughout the tournament if they manage to get through. Yeah, no, I agree with you, although I think I've got him in a couple of lineups at the moment, but it probably won't be much more than that. So um, <laughs> <laughs> got to make room for my England players. <laughs> and so that is the top half of the draw. Um, let's move on to the bottom half of the draw. And this is decidedly more interesting, I think, from fantasy point of view, because there's value in a lot of these players. 
um, and someone's got to get to the final. Uh, so we start with Sweden versus the Ukraine. Sweden, I thought they were a bit overrated going into the tournament. Um, I think they've actually looked reasonably good, although they do look very Sweden still, as in like they've got a few nil-nils in their locker. Um, and they're playing Ukraine, a team I was big on, and actually you know, disappointed me against um, Austria. How do you feel about this game, Ben? I'm looking forward to this game. Um, some good options in it. And I, I'm a, like, a big fan of the Ukraine side, even though, yeah, they disappointed in that last round. But um, I think they look very good in attack anyway, and then very susceptible at the back, which lends to good games. Um, and yeah, I could... <sighs> It's a tempter. I mean, you, this little quarter of the draw, because there's Germany and England in this as well, is a real interesting one because they're kind of two games that are a bit of a toss up. Some good options in there. Um, so they're like, they're creeping into my teams mostly because of value. Um, as the ob- obvious Forsberg and then um, Yarmolenko. Um, so, yeah. It's an interesting one. I'm kind of hoping there's going to be goals in this in this game. Um, I, I have no idea who's going to make it through. I'd probably lean towards Sweden just on the base that they can actually defend. Um, but I'm looking forward to the game. So if I was betting Callum's house on this, then this would be my nil-nil. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't think Ukraine can defend from really? what I've seen. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't see Sweden conceding. And so, to be fair, there's a lot of Swedish defenders I've got in my lineups and the goalkeeper. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I can just see it being a game where both teams are a little bit scared to lose. And they're a little bit like, oh, we don't really want to push it too much. You know, we'll, we'll keep it tight because, obviously, certainly Ukraine, I don't think I've seen them in the last stage of competition in a while. Obviously, Sweden... Is it England beat them in the quarters of the World Cup? Or yeah. Was it the, yeah. So, obviously, they've been to the kind of the quarterfinals. I th- I can see it also being quite tentative, but both teams just a little bit like, oh, not really sure what to do. So I think if there's an early goal, it will be goals galore. I can see it being like 2 all, 3-2. But I think the longer it goes, nil-nil, uh, I just think both teams will be a little bit scared to to push too much because, you know, there's a lot at stake. But I, I like both teams. and I'm a little bit torn. I'm a little bit torn on what to do with this game. So obviously they're both cheap enablers as well. Certainly in the, obviously the, the whole contest one. Yeah, reasonably yeah. cheap in the monster as well. They're not, but uh, Ukraine are slightly cheaper than Sweden. But yeah, so I'm looking at actually. So yeah, Ukraine obviously they've got Yarmolenko seven point seven, Malinovsky seven point five, and Yaramchuk is seven point six. But I think in the the tournament long, I think they're like six point one maybe Yarmolenko and Malinovsky is yeah like the five point something. So I, I actually really really like I really like this game. I'm looking forward to it, but I just think I'm nervous that it could be a little bit cagey and a little bit of a drab affair, just because both teams are a little bit petrified of going out. But yeah, yeah, I think this is probably one of the most difficult ones to call in my mind. Yeah, I think um, all the games that are close, like uh, I could see being low scoring. I mean, that's the, that's the only kind of downside to these these. Um, the final few games of these tournaments they get very very cagey so it's like it's very tempting actually just to go quite heavy on defense because i could see a lot of clean sheets not that many goals but it's hard to do that yeah exactly i think that's one tactic i've been i'm going to be using in a few of my lineups quite a few of them actually at the moment is 
they do tend to be cagey affairs when you start to get to the knockout phase. And if there is goals, you know, remember the points lock at 90 minutes on fan teams. So you will not get points for extra time. You can guarantee a few of these games are going to be nil-nils going into it and then go into extra time. Um, it's just always the case. Um, so going with a sort of 5-3-2 or something like that formation isn't completely out of the realms of possibility. Um, but yeah... If you think there's going to be goals, then stack on the forwards and midfielders. Um, let's move on to the biggest game. The absolute daddy's dongles. We've got England against Germany. I see this as a fairly even contest. I don't think either team has been particularly impressive. I don't think either team has, you know, either team is a massive favourite to win this, although the bookies have England as the favourite at the moment. Uh, ben, how do you feel about this one? I'm really excited about the match. I mean, the kind of group stages are a bit flat because we qualified by um, the third game. And I just haven't really felt that drama yet. We haven't played that. England hasn't played that um, impressively. You know, haven't really like done much um, attacking-wise. So I'm just really pleased that we've got a big game like this. And I mean, I just have you know, the history of feeling like we lose to Germany in these games and it's very hard to get that out of your head. Um, but if I, you know, I was looking at it from a more neutral perspective, um, Germany have not been that great. I mean, if you can kind of shut down um, Gosens and Kimmich, then they, they really struggle. Um, so I could see Southgate playing, you know, very defensively, which, you know, isn't necessarily going to be exciting but I think we have a chance if we do that um and then yeah I actually I'm a bit surprised that we're the favorites but we are at home so it does make sense um from the um uh, euro long competition um I'm picking German <laughs> I'm picking German players um a lot more than English players but that's just based on price really and then I'm kind of viewing something they're not necessarily on on my team um, to play this this first game week, but to potentially come in in the second game week if they get past England. So that so with yeah on the fantasy side, I'm, I'm I'm sadly picking German picks. I think it'd be very England if we beat Germany and you know and have an amazing performance and then lose to Sweden. I you know I I think that's more likely to happen than us losing yeah. to Germany. But uh, what about you, Callum? Do you like my thoughts on it or not really? You're completely anti-England. I'm complete anti-England. I'm completely anti-Southgate. <laughs> and I I know I said that if I had to put my house on a nil-nil for Croatia Spain, this is probably the one that runs it closest. I a few houses. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> just the one. I have to first stop rubber money, but we don't talk about that. Um, so I see, again, Southgate going... Oh, a draw against the Germans is good. Yeah, well, you know, I'll fancy us to do them on, on penalties. I've not been that impressed with Germany. I was there pretty rubbish against Hungary. Fantastic against Portugal, but I think that was probably more to Portugal's just an organisation in, in the defensive unit. And obviously, I've seen lots of talk on Twitter this week about um, it looks like he's going to play a five. So it looks like, it, I think, Walker, Maguire and Stones. And then I think it was James and uh, Shaw as wingbacks. So, which automatically suggests to me that he's a little bit scared and that he wants to play kind of the five with Rice and Phillips in front. So it's almost a, a back seven. Um, 
and and obviously Kane as as obviously I'm Kane's biggest fan, being a Spurs fan, but he, he's not looked on it. He's not been good. Don't be wrong. He's not at the service and. If he gets the service, he's one of those strikers that will score a hatful because his finishing is just absolutely second to none. In my mind, probably the best finisher in the world. I don't know anyone that's got an actual better finisher than him in, in chances. So don't get me wrong. I mean, Kane needs one chance. Sterling, even though I hate Sterling, um, obviously, no, he's obviously scored the goals recently. So I can't really be too much of a, a complaint. And, you know, uh, for me, Saka was so, so good in the last game that I think he can't drop him. And I think that Foden hasn't quite done enough to keep his place. I don't think Grealish did enough to keep his place. So I can see it being that bat five, Rice, Phillips, Sterling. Oh, no, I don't know. Saka, Sterling, Kane. I don't, I'm don't. i probably being too optimistic, but I think that's maybe what he might be. So uh, I can just see South, just Southgate being Southgate. And, you know, we might rub a 1-0. It might, we might lose 1-0. It might be 0-0. And, you know, the, again, the Germans will keep the ball. They'll look pretty. But can they really, you know, they don't have that top class striker that, you know, will go and score them seven, eight goals across the tournament. They're kind of relying on Havertz. Obviously, is playing better and better. But, yeah, I can just see it being a bit of a drab affair and a Southgate special as such, which probably means we may nick it 1-0 with a set piece. And it's the worst game that people have seen in a while. But obviously, I've booked a sports bar. Can't wait to get there. Five o'clock. I'm all on England and we're winning four nil. But my 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 fan team head is is saying that's not going to happen. Fair enough. <laughs> and everybody knows I'm all over England. I'm going to have them in a lot of lineups. So uh, I could have a fairly easy end to the tournament with all my lineups absolutely getting crushed. But uh, let's move on to the next game. A game I expect to be a lot more interesting to watch. A game much quite looking forward to watching, and that is. Netherlands against the Czech Republic. Um, Netherlands look really good, although I think they had the easiest group in the tournament. Um, Czech Republic looked pretty good as well. Uh, ben, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, this should be a good match. I actually think this could be an entertaining match. Um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed the Netherlands. I was very like pessimistic of their chances before this tournament. I kind of thought they'd... Um, had decent players, but you know, not a, not a team full of them, and they they kind of get found out. Um, but no, they've been incredibly good, and um, Dumfries has been outstanding, you know. And um, and then they've got Depay and Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum is a different player for the Netherlands. Um, he looks so good, just you know, hanging around that area. He looks like he'd score all the time. Um, so yeah, I, I've really enjoyed them, and then yeah, um. Yeah, I think uh, Czech Republic, isn't it? Yeah, they they they've been pretty good as well. I, again, yeah, they were. Cause I was expecting them to be the whipping boys, and they weren't at all. I'd say they were second best team in our, in our group, if not, you know, maybe more impressive in England in some respects. So um, it, they're going to pose a threat to the Netherlands. Um, I've got Netherlands all in my teams, and I think um, Stecklenberg is in my keeper for the large majority just based on his price and the fact that I think Netherlands could potentially make it to the final. Um, but I could come up, come up unstuck there. I, I think that it, there is potential for an upset there. Outside of those four players and by the four, I mean, Depay, Wijnaldum, Dumfries and obviously Stecklenburg, is there anyone else to even look, sort of, you know, have a look at? No. <laughs> I don't think so. 
um, I mean, um, Patrick Van Anhalt, I suppose, but he just doesn't look anywhere near as threatening as uh, Dumfries. Um, but not really. I mean, um, depends who they play up front. But it's Weghorst, doesn't it? He's, he's not a Weghorst. Um, he's, he's not like that threatening. So I just wouldn't pick him over anyone else. Fair enough. Dumfries. Um, Dumfries is the biggest cheat code on fan team. He, uh, <laughs> which was the game where he, who was the last game they played against? I can't remember. I think he scored. Um, it might be the game before that where he scored. The second he, game when he really ripped them yeah. off. Yeah. He literally plays as like a right forward. Like he is, you know, he's a right wing back, but every time they go forward, he is always their main threat. Like every single time the ball works their way to Dumfries and he's good in the air. In the first game, he should have scored a couple. Um, and obviously, you know, he, he did score that one and he has just been incredible. He's at PSV, isn't he? Is it PSV? I think it's at PSV. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, which is a pretty, you know, the Dutch league isn't anything special, but it's, it's the first time I've seen him and I thought he is an absolute unit and he's kind of the, the dream wing back. So he is literally, I don't think I've got a team without him. Um, not particularly because I'm expecting a clean sheet because, you know, I think Schick has looked brilliant for Czech Republic um, and I probably fancy him to score. Like we said, Netherlands haven't really been kind of tested in the group stage as such and I still don't really rate their defence. Um, certainly defence. Like I said, Van Aanholt and, and Dumfries are okay going forward, but even I, I think De Litt's a little bit overrated. Um so I, I fancy a Czech Republic goal and I fancy Schick to, to probably put that away. But I certainly see Netherlands winning kind of a 3-4-1. And, you know, Wijnaldum is another one of my kind of, kind of my, my stallmen. He's in pretty much every team because um, he, he's cheated at the seven point, like one or four yeah, off the top yeah, of my yeah. head. Um, and he plays, again, as, you know, the second striker and he's always probably more threatening than the red horse up front and plays 90 every single game, which obviously on, on fan team, you know, that extra point from midfielder playing 90, I think is probably underlooked and something that I probably underlook. Um, but, you know, if you're getting all seven of your midfielders and attackers that are playing 90, there's an extra seven points there, which is, you know, the equivalent of a of a goal for a midfielder. So it, it's a lot of points there. You know, when Adam always plays the 90, they look dangerous. Obviously, again, obviously Depay is, is a major threat, but... I don't see a lot of value in there apart from, you know, the, the, those four that we've already mentioned. But yeah, certainly Dumfries and Wijnaldum and even Depay, to be honest, all three of them are basically going to be in pretty much every single one of my of my wild cards going forward. Yeah, it's difficult to argue with that. And I'm trying to, but honestly, you know, the side of the draw they're in, then, you know, you'd be a fool, I think, to sort of ignore them too much. But um Right, let's move on to the final game and a bit of home nation in Wales have made it through and they are playing Denmark. Um, Wales played really well at one match, the second match, and haven't looked particularly great apart from that. Denmark looked amazing in the last game and played really well in spurts in some of the others, but again, not necessarily. I think they squeezed through on three points. Um, it's difficult to see which way this will go. I mean, I'm leaning Denmark. Um, what about you, Ben? Yeah, I think I think Denmark. Yeah, they really did impress me in that last game. They obviously like playing with a lot of spirit at the moment. I mean, that's it for both teams, really. Like they kind of they all put in so much more than their kind of uh, more than some of their parts, kind of thing. So it's it's going to be a good game, I think. Um, 
hopefully like an early goal, I think it could be like a really entertaining match. With, I, I think De- Denmark have kind of got a um, not, nothing to lose mentality now. So they're just going to go for it. Um, and I think, yeah, just based on, on quality, I think they edge it. But any team, you know, with Bale and Ramsey in um, have a chance. So, you know, as we saw, I think it was that second game. Uh, Bell had just one of those games where you just couldn't stop him uh, when he's taking those corners and just running down the line. It was just like schoolboy football. And he was just like best player on the pitch by a mile. And he has the potential to do that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a bit of a wild card one, this one. Um, I really like, uh, I can't pronounce his name, but it's like male, I think he's called. Mm-hmm. Um, at the back, I could see him um, playing for a big club. He looks really good. Um, but apart from that, Denmark don't have too much. It's not too obvious to, who to go for exactly. If you're going to pick um, one of their forwards to stick in your team, which one would you go for? Um, see, I, I, I don't really like Paulson and Yeah, I don't really like Paulson as a as a footballer, but he does he does get the numbers. Um, but he never particularly impresses me. Um, Braithwaite is kind of. Just not a goal scorer, but I think he's a good player. He's not really. It's, it's a tough one. There's not. There's no real outstanding. I think like um, Hoybier has got like three assists yeah. or something stupid. I've seen. Obviously, for, obviously, watched him all year for Spurs, and he's you know did yeah. nothing going forward. But I think he's got like three assists and like most ball ball recoveries, most passes forward, most assists. Like he's flying. Yeah, he's got more attacking more... role, I think, for Denver. yeah. Mm. I think he is, but yeah, exactly, playing a little bit further forward. And and it's Stamsgaard, isn't it? He's the young one. He's very. He is a bit of a live wire, live wire. So he is. He is uh, got potential to like do something special. Um, he's a good player. He plays for Sampdoria. Um, got quite a reasonable amount of game time as well last season. But um, what about you, Callum? What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, kind of just echo what Ben says. You know, Bale has always got that star quality, and it's you know it's exactly the same as he was for Spurs as he is for Wales. He'll he'll do nothing, um, or be literally the best player in the park by a million miles, and he's still got that world class big game mentality. You know, he always steps up in big games. So I, I don't want to rule Wales out, but you know, Denmark are now my adopted second nation. Watching that, um, who was it? Was it Russia? They beat in the last game. Um, they, yeah, just the crowd, the team, you know, obviously the, the story. They are my, you know, I felt more affiliation to those guys than I have to England all tournament, genuinely. And, uh, you know, so Denmark are my absolute second team. And I'm, well, if not my first team, and I'm rooting big time for them. Um, I, I can't, I can't see, I, I expect them to win this game. I think, like Ben said, that spirit. Um, but, uh, you know, a team with Gareth Bale can can turn up and do something special. And, you know, I think obviously again, Joe Rodon at Spurs um, has had a great tournament. Obviously I've watched him closely because he didn't get a lot of game time at, at Spurs, um, but in the odd ones, he looked good. And again, for Wales, he, he's been absolutely superb in all, in all three games. And Bolo gave him a little bit of a tough time in the first game. But uh, apart from that, the other two games, he, he's been brilliant. And obviously I think he's got Mepham alongside him and obviously Ben Davis to the left-hand side. Um you know, they're, they're not bad defensively. So it's really tough to call. But, you know, I, I'll be honest, my, my heart is all in on Denmark. So I really, really hope. But again, options-wise, not really. There's no one that stands out. Obviously, that Mahala, I think it's 4.5 mil in the in the Euro long. So the, obviously, that's great value. So I'm sure he'll make his way into a lot of teams. But yeah, there's nothing that stands out for me. But I am massively excited to watch the game. So I think it'll be really, really good. Yeah, I echo that exactly. Um so that is the group, the group phase. That is the last 16. Um, 
Before we leave you, I've asked a couple of questions to my co-hosts. Which big nation underdog will get knocked out in the last 16? And I said you can't mention England. Not will get knocked out, could get knocked out, most likely. Who do you reckon, Ben? Um, just going on what I've kind of thought through then, I, I think it, perhaps the Netherlands. Um, I don't think they will. But if you're asking me not to pick one of, say, England, Germany, Belgium or Portugal, I think that as a real outsider, I could see it happening. I think Czech Republic have been good. And I could see that being a potential banana skin. Yeah, no, I agree. What about you, Callum? Spain. I think Spain are going out. I think Croatia are going to beat them on penalties. I Yeah, I just think that Slovakia was such a one-off and Slovakia were generally dog shite rather than Spain being really good. So, uh, yeah, Spain. Um, but I, you know what? I don't think Netherlands is a bad shout. Even, you know, Suchek is a, just a monster and Kufau right back is a monster as well. So, yeah, uh, if, obviously I'd expect England to go out. Uh, I expect... I think Portugal might turn over Belgium, but I'm not sure that's a massive shock as such. But I'd guess Belgium are, are the favourites. I haven't looked. I'd assume they are. So, yeah, p- definitely Spain. And then, yeah, I agree. Netherlands slash Belgium, I think, possibly could be in trouble as well. I was trying to think of an argument for either Austria or Switzerland winning. And honestly, I can't think of even one, you know, potential chance of either of them winning. But So, yeah, one of the ones would have been Spain or Netherlands for me. What about who do you think is going to surprise us player-wise for the rest of the tournament? Someone who's not quite, you know, fired yet. Um, Harry Kane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mbappe, perhaps, although he has actually looked very good. He's just not, he's not scored. Um, I can't really think of anyone um, who's a bit unknown, I don't think. That's a bit harder. But yeah, maybe Mbappe and Kane. Yeah, I think it's likely to be one of the, you know, the sort of from the bigger teams, isn't it? What about you, Callum? So, Serge Nabry, he almost plays as, he's not really played as the nine. He's kind of played off the nine and kind of Havertz has been very, very high. But Nabry has got a great record. Um, so, I perhaps fancy him to, to turn up. Berardi for Italy. Again, he's kind of the forgotten man with Insigne and Immobile being up there. But again, he, you know, he's looked dangerous. Obviously, he's a bit more of a rotation risk. Obviously, Chiesa kind of normally comes on towards the end of the game. So, you know, I'm not going to flood a flock to get him in there. But yeah, um, and a bit of an outside. <laughs> Part of me thinks Bruno Fernandes needs to turn up eventually. I think he's got a lot of critics. Um a lot of, uh, he's too tired, he's played too much. I don't think he played the third game at all. He may have come on, but he certainly didn't start. So uh, could he step up to the big occasion? We know the quality he's got. So, I mean, he could be one else, you know, that at the minute is, I would very much doubt he'll go in any Euro long teams, you know, probably one, 2% owned. So he's someone that obviously with immense quality, um, not the easiest fixture, not play particularly well, not look good, to be honest. Obviously, doesn't have the penalties factor with Ronaldo on there. But, you know, with a player of that quality that hasn't hit yet, he's somebody else. But yeah, I'm going to go with Serge Nabry and it's going to start against England and he's going <laughs> to knock us out. I like the Serge Nabry pick. The trouble is I can't do that because I'm all over England, as I said. But, uh, yeah, I think Mbappe, for me, he's looked good in a few games. He just hasn't really delivered on the the, the points that you need for fan team. And as Ben said, sort of, you know, a couple of seconds ago and right earlier on in the podcast, 
he's bound to deliver at some point. He just looks that kind of player that's going to, you know, going to fire at some stage. And the final question, who do you think out of the big names, ideally someone who's potentially going to be high-owned, will flame out, will stink up the joint for the rest of the tournament? That could be someone that could even get to the final, but just doesn't deliver on the points. Oh, that's tough. Um, who? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the way Belgium been playing. So... Perhaps Lukaku. Oh, it's a big shout, Ben. I know, it's such a big shout. And that's what I've basically <laughs> been hoping all tournament because he hasn't been in many of my teams and he he's just, he does score. Um, I, th- I thought he wasn't going to play in that round of three as well, a third round mm. in the game and yeah. scored. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to say Lukaku because I really don't want him to and he's not going to be in any of my teams. So. <laughs> and I sort of stand by on that as well. What about you, Callum? I'm going to go with... Insigne at Italy. I don't think he's going to score again this tournament because I think they're going to be pragmatic and they are going to win 1-0, nil, nil. you know, go on penalties. They're all going to have close games and I think Insigne now will still be high-owned, but I, I, I can't see him doing much more. I think Immobile has taken over those reins of being kind of the main man there. So him, um, I'm having to look through now. Ugh. Don't say Kane. <laughs> no, no. I always have faith in Harry Kane. He'll turn it around. He's too good not to. Um, France. No, that's it. I'm sticking with Insigne. I think now we always see in these tournaments, the big players tend to step up, don't they? You know, the big players are the big occasions. So I don't think we'll see too many massive flops between now and kind of the end of the tournament, certainly. I think this is the time where, you know, for England, you Kane step up and you're a Mbappe step up and you're Ronaldo's and you're Lukaku's and you're De Bruyne's. This is, you know, the time they come as their own and prove why they're why they're world class, kind of over other teams and big players, big moments. So yeah, I, I actually think it might be quite limited. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that uh, for me, maybe Memphis to buy. You know, I think that he will be in a lot of lineups because he's a reasonable price. Um, obviously, he's over so many of their set, the Dutch set pieces. But if they get knocked out the next round, then you know, that's it. It's gone. So. Um, yeah, maybe him. But um, that is everything. We will be back next week before the quarterfinals. Um, if we're hopefully next week going to be launching a new promotion to do with the Premier League season, so keep your eyes peeled um, and your ears to the ground or whatever the saying is, and uh, we'll try and come up with something decent. And exciting for the rest of the Premier League season. Uh, so it's goodbye from me. I'll pass it over to Ben and Callum. Say goodbye, and we will get out of here. Goodbye. Have a lovely evening.